Hi, this is Bill Prater, and welcome to the Business Builders Show, where we feature champions from their respective industries from all over the planet. Our mission is to provide you with timely, provocative, and actionable resources that inspire, promote, and accelerate your quest for business excellence. Today's episode is how to scale a fitness business to over 100,000 lives. Uh, And our guest today will be Charlie Johnson. Now, Charlie is known as the number one online trainer on the planet because he's been featured many times in magazines like Forbes and on Men's Health and many other publications. And he's overcome his own personal obesity problems and mindset issues And he's created a business which is well on its way to transforming 100,000 lives every place on the planet. Charlie, it's fantastic to have you here, sir. Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, Pleasure to be here. Thank you for the invite. You are very welcome. So uh, people have a little suspicion, but they might not know exactly who your ideal client is. Uh, So generally, our... ideal client avatar from a business terms i know this is mainly a business podcast is we generally specialize in helping men between the ages of 30 and 50 lose body fat build muscle increase libido live longer have and basically have more energy because i think one of the things i get incredibly frustrated with is people feel okay and i was going to swear i'm not going to swear on the podcast is you don't life is not about feeling okay like i want to be exceptional i don't want to be okay and if people listen to this as business owners, like they shouldn't settle for okay or average. We should always set the back those standards very high and focus on just being exceptional. And that starts with you first and the way you look after yourself, your body and your mindset. Beautiful. And I think you touched on this a bit. Uh, and I know that you cover a lot of kind of a holistic approach to, to fitness. So what is the problem that this avatar you just described uh, uh, has that you solve charlie what is that principal problem so i think the, the main issue is people don't know what to eat they don't know when to eat and they don't know how much to eat it's when you look at the food aspect the exercise aspect is another avenue you can go off on all sorts of different tangents but the, the world and the, the food industry and the health industry isn't actually designed to help people unfortunately it's designed to make money it's designed to put people onto prescription drugs to make money, to sell people junk food. It's not designed to make help people healthier and to live longer. And that's something I feel very passionate about helping people understand that they don't have to have type 2 diabetes. They don't have to be overweight. All these things are actually pretty easy for them to fix once they know how, but it comes down to learning the right habits and implementing them and changing who you are and the way you look at things. And that will change your life uh, going forwards. Um, two big books I always recommend clients to read and anyone to read would be The Atomic Habits and The Slight Edge, which is all about decision making and the co- compounding effects of all the decisions you make. Because all those little decisions you make every single day will always compound for you or against you. And your health is a great way to look at that in particular. Beautiful. Beautiful. And uh, listening to you and, 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 and being involved, well, on your uh, newsletter, thank you very much. I love to read it. And uh, I know that uh, maybe one of the things people need to do is shut off listening to all the other input and focus on what they hear from what they hear from Charlie. So uh, how do you go about solving these problems, Charlie? What's your uh, what's your approach? 
so the first thing I think we need to look at is from a mindset point of view. So I think one of the things that we see now as human beings is we are very much of an all or nothing approach, which is completely the wrong way to look at things. So people think I can never eat the food I want to eat um, and lose weight. And it's like, that, that's totally wrong. The most important thing that we teach people and teach clients is like almost like a bit like an 80, 20 rule is focusing on being 80% consistent with your food and 20% of the time, like things are going to go astray. And that's just the way life is. Um, so one of the big key things that we give people is um, what we call our free meal method, where essentially we'll give clients at the weekend, they can go out and have one meal, whatever they want. And we will factor that into their program so they still get results. And one of the big th sayings I love is if something's not sustainable, it's not attainable because too many people are setting unrealistic expectations for themselves, um, which is why they sh fall short because they're setting expectations that they're never going to eat I don't know, a cheesecake at the Cheesecake Factory again. And then the reality, if that's the favorite thing they want to eat, like eventually they're going to they're gonna cave and then they end up going off the rails and eating it all the time and every single day. Whereas if you can have that factored in and still get results, that's really the key in terms of uh, making sure you're, you're getting where you want to be, if that makes sense. So yes, it does. Charlie, do you have, do you suggest that people keep a diary on this 80-20 idea or is it just because not necessarily everybody would have a, if you will, the weekend is the time I want to do that. It's going to be my Thursday night meal with the staff. Yes. Yeah, so, so the best way to do it is I, I would personally, I'm a big fan of structure and from a business perspective and a fitness perspective and structure gives you freedom. And a lot of people think it's the other way around because when you know what you have to eat and when you have to eat or where you're supposed to be and what you're supposed to be doing, you don't have to think about it, anything. And life becomes very simple. So for example, if you said to your, you said Thursday's night, you want to do that. And that's fine. That's what we'd recommend Thursday night, go out and do what you want the rest of the week, try and keep fairly sensible. And then we focus on having a very a structured approach in terms of generally eating fairly similar foods every day, exactly what you like. And in particular with the entrepreneurs we work with, it's eliminating decision fatigue. It's not trying to think of, okay, I could have 10 different things for breakfast today. What am I going to eat? Like if you eat the same thing every day that you actually enjoy, that's how you get results. And also you don't have to think about it. It's very, very simple. And that's, that's the key. And I think people try and overcomplicate things. But one of the keys with that is knowing exactly how much the food you should be eating for your body type and your goal. And that's where we step in is to like eliminate the guesswork rather than most people are probably massively overestimating or underestimating how much food they need, if that makes sense. Yes. Yeah. It, it, it most definitely does. Uh, Charlie, I loved when you said decision fatigue and that's, I don't know if that's one of your, you know, registered trademark kind of lines, but it is, uh, it is fantastically important, particularly to most of our listeners, uh, which are business owners and small entrepreneurs who think that they've got to make all these kind of decisions. And I love this minimize decisions and you want to have so much decision fatigue say charlie uh can you give us uh, i i realize that you've got a lot of, of, of clients that are online uh, consuming your services and you don't necessarily know but could you give us a case study uh, of somebody that's uh, uh you know followed this discipline maybe a case study of yourself maybe uh, that would explain to people uh how you are different from everybody else that claims they've got something to do with health and fitness and well-being and all that sort of thing. Uh, I'll give two examples. The first thing, the one that comes to mind is uh, if he watches this, he's, a, he's an amazing individual and a very inspirational client I've met, uh, Danny Barrasso, who uh, he was CEO of a big company in Germany at the time. He was commuting from Germany to the UK pretty much every week. 
and he lost about, I think it was like 15, 20 kilos of body fat in four months. And the guy looked phenomenal. Like I put his photo on, I think Instagram and he looked like uh, a guy out of the movie 300. If you've seen that, like the Spartan warriors, like guy. Yeah, looked I crazy. think I have. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Guy looked crazy, but why he looked crazy is because he didn't overthink things. He comes from business background, obviously CEO of a big company. He understands structure, routine, and consistency. He just turned up every day, ate what he was supposed to eat, did the workout he was supposed to do, provided feedback on how everything's going so I could make the right decisions. And then he got awesome results. And it really is as complicated as that. And you'll know, like, fitness is way easier than business because getting in shape is super simple. Business is complicated because things go wrong that are completely out of your control. Like, COVID happened nearly two years ago. Like, there's nothing you can do about that. Like that's out of your control. You can't control that happening. You can't control the stock market. You can't control what happens. Your own fitness and losing body fat and deciding what you put in your mouth is your own complete conscious control of what you do. So that is very, very simple. And that was why he was very successful. Reason number two, in terms of why I would back our methodology is if you look at my own background, I was overweight when I was younger. I've got a lot of mechanical issues, really severe flat feet. That's given me a lot of, uh, things to learn over the years and how to accommodate exercises to different people's uh, body structures because everyone's beautifully unique in the way they're built and by learning like an actual sustainable approach in terms of nutrition like oh actually oh hands up before this i just went to the cheesecake factory and i just came back i i didn't have a cheesecake but i love eating out and i love like experiencing life and i want to be in awesome shape but also like enjoy awesome food and that's what i've found a system so people can actually do that and one of the big keys to that is like um what's called a nutrient timing approach so we have what we call our like metabolic priming diet which is essentially where we will get most of the carbohydrates and calories we try to put around when we're going to work out or on days you're training essentially in basic terms because your body will utilize those foods more efficiently if that makes sense sure it does I love that. I love, I love your little phrases that, that you that just kind of weave in there. So Charlie, let's talk about Charlie Johnson Fitness Enterprise. So, uh, if you can kind of wind back the timeline back to when you decided to uh, get into business, maybe this is your 10th business. I don't know, Charlie, but if you kind of give us a little bit of your business journey, what I'm looking for is, some of the milestones that you could remember, uh, some of the major successes you had and the lessons you learned from those successes, some of the major failures that you've had, setbacks and the lessons you learned. And so just kind of start back someplace and sort of tell the story. And with your permission, I'll interject a question or two from time to time. 100%. So um, in that regard, I always wanted to run my own business and work for myself. That was always my aspiration. And originally, when I was 18, 19, I went into personal training. I did that for a little while, maybe six months to a year. I went into the ski season, random fact, I'm a qualified ski instructor. Uh, and then I came back and I was like, you know what? I didn't think there was any money in fitness. I didn't really enjoy training people one-to-one because they weren't really the type of people I wanted to train. Because I was young, and I didn't have the experience that I do now. Um, so I actually, funnily enough, I went into the property industry, okay. and then, um, which obviously is like a big, big pivot. And I, I now look back and I laugh because I'm now in my apartment in Dubai overlooking the marina, and I used to work in uh, a little estate agents of Walton on Thames. I used to have to drive an hour to get to work every day, and I used to work from eight a.m. to six thirty at night, like a really long day, six days a week. 
and um, it gave me a lot of lessons when I was younger in terms of hard work and value for money and what it takes. And I actually remember when I first started there, seeing the two guys who owned the business, who were two brothers, really grinded and put in the work. And like you'd get there at like eight o'clock and they'd been there from since seven o'clock. And that's when I think I started to see the lessons in terms of like how hard work will get you success and get what you want. And that's really that relentless drive and work ethic is really what's going to take you to the next level. Um, what was interesting from there, though, is that I actually ended up in a management position very young, I think about 22, 23 years old. Okay. Um, which I look back in hindsight now, I was like, I was a baby. I had madness. Um, so I ended up working there for six, seven years. I started to see what's happening with social media and the internet. I was like, I can do this. Like I can use these free platforms to create a profile of myself, showcase my knowledge. I've started to get more confidence within myself because I'm naturally a very introvert person. Although what I do now is YouTube and social media and video content and stuff. Um, but I use those platforms to start to build an audience and very much what I try and teach people is providing education and value up front. So it's making educational content with utility. So for example, I'll give someone a workout tip on a video being like, try a bicep curl like this. Someone goes to the gym and they're like, holy shit, like that's insane. Like this is the free information he's giving away. I wonder what it's like to work with him. And then that is when I start to get snowball effect and then like it, fitness is a results-based business. It's very, very visual. And if you take client Joe blogs from hundred kilos to 80 kilos, like everyone's going to ask him, how have you done this? Oh, I went to go and work with Charlie. And that's how it, how it all sort of snowballed from there, if that makes sense. Yes, it does. Um, initially. So, uh, what would you say were the top three major successes, Charlie, that you've had along the path of building your business? Uh, step one was when I left my full-time job. So it's actually a video on my Instagram, which okay. I filmed like 10 minutes after walking out. So because at the state, uh, property is like a sales industry, they used to pay right. you 50% of your salary was on commission. And if you give your notice in, you don't get paid the commission for the second month. So I was like, I'm not going to work for half price. So the day I got paid, I literally went in and cleared my stuff out. I was like, I'm leaving. I'm not going back and left. And I remember my boss calling me and be like, you have to come back. And I was like, no, I don't. And I just, I can remember that moment right now in terms of like, as long as you don't screw this up, you don't ever have to listen to anyone again. Like you can control your own destiny as long as you can back yourself and you're willing to like ride the waves and ups and downs of like entrepreneurship because there's days it's amazing. It's like euphoric and there's days where you're like, I can't deal with this anymore. Like this is enough. And you'll know exactly what I mean by that. And anyone listening who runs a business knows what I mean, because you're, you're always waiting for the next car crash to come because there's always something that's going to happen and go wrong. And these things are out of your control. So I think that was probably a very pivotal moment. And that was actually three years ago in nine days, which is quite a scary thing. So we've scaled very, very quickly, um, which has brought a lot of challenges in itself. So you said three, you gave us one. Yeah, that was, that's one. It was quite a long one. Uh, secondly, I think the other, the other big win was the first time I actually started realizing about in terms of team building. Okay. So the first time I hired someone, I was very much trying to take on too much myself in terms of um, trying to manage too many clients, trying to do all the content, trying to run the business side of things. So the first time I hired someone and started to leverage someone else's time for money, was a very powerful thing when I started to build that on board. And I would say the third thing that I would say now has been the biggest thing in terms of 
for business growth and from an entrepreneurship point of view is actually where I built another business in Mexico. Now, this is a very, very interesting story. And this is when I hate to say it, but COVID is the best thing that's ever happened to me because what happened is we had so much demand for clients looking to sign up that originally I would do all the consultation calls myself. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. I was doing like 30 a week and I can't do that and everything else. I was like, who do I know who's really good at sales who can help to like get these people to join our program? Because yes, we need to sell them, but we actually are selling them to change their lives because a lot of people have hesitation whether they can do something. And we sometimes actually need to push people over the line for their own good to help them get the end result, which is what they're looking for. So one of my best friends, Jack, he actually um, lived in Mexico selling timeshares. COVID had happened. Uh, obviously, no one's going to sell no, timeshares right. that period. Uh, so I was like, ah, this is an idea. He's really good at sales. So I spoke to him. He's very similar to me. He's like, I don't want to do the calls, but I know, I know, I know a guy who's amazing who did the calls for you. So he, they started taking sales calls for me. One thing led to another. My business scaled like crazy because of that, because the bottleneck in the business at that time was myself. And then other people started to see my success. And that, that uh, business in Mexico has now become a fully established separate business from my fitness business. And we help sell any type of coaching program virtually over the phone. So masterminds, PR packages, crypto masterminds, fitness programs for other trainers, all sorts of things. And this all came about from COVID. But the one thing I'd say is like, I don't identified the biggest bottleneck in my business at the time was me and not being able to handle the lead flow coming through. So I built another team of people to be able to handle that for me, which we then created into another business that we could then outsource to other people, if that makes sense. It does indeed. So uh, three, well, you don't have to do three. One, two, or three major failures, Charlie. What were they and what did you learn from those failures? Um, one failure would be I tried to sell a load of like cheaper programs and recipe guides and stuff that we sold like one, I think. And I put loads of time into this. It made literally no money and bombed. And it's a prime example of why we don't sell low, like cheap stuff. I'd rather just give it away. And why I'm a big fan in terms of like with programs and things like that, you actually sell the program before you make it to make sure there's actually demand for it. Because one of the big things I see in particular with fitness People might spend two years making a program and then they can't sell it. So the most important thing is actually marketing sales because you need to get the customer in the first point. Otherwise, you've got no one to actually use the program. Um, so I'd say that was a big one. The second big lesson for me was actually learning to run a business like an actual business and being an adult. So uh, for anyone who most people on this obviously business space would know what a payment right. gateway system is. Mm -hmm. um so i had an issue last year where our dispute rate was too high for the payment gateway system so we had a payment gate and i had i'd been warned by a third party company who managed like an automated program for me saying that you need to deal with these disputes and stuff like this um because it was creeping up i did nothing about it so oh, i'll deal with that next month deal with that next month and we ended up getting shut down by that payment gateway company which ended up costing us twenty thousand pounds a month in reoccurring revenue um, oh, so that yeah. was a very big lesson to me in terms of you need to deal with things quickly and proactively. And just because you don't want to deal with it now, like just deal with, like, I think the expression is like swallow the frog, deal with the crap stuff first, just get it over and done with, and then you can move on to the positive things. Beautiful. Beautiful. Uh, I love that. So number three, big failure. 
Uh, number three big failure would be hiring too fast and firing too slow. Okay. So I some I've thought about this a lot recently that I sometimes allow people to sell themselves to me too much and give them too many second chances. Where now I'm trying to go very much the other way. So I think a big tip for anyone listening would be you want to hire people very slowly and fire them very fast. Like if someone starts badly, I've never seen anyone turn it around who starts badly. I agree with you wholeheartedly, Charlie. Okay, good. Hey, thanks for going through three and three. That was fantastic. So uh, what's today holding you back? What's the big thing that's in your path to 100,000 lives? Uh, for us, it's, it's t- uh, systems and people. That's it. So it's tech systems and people. That's all you need to scale. And the most difficult thing within business is managing people. Every problem you will have will be people-based or communication-based on that basis. So our big objective at the moment is we're trying to build out our technical systems and our IT systems to handle the volume that's coming through and also some of the requirements in terms of things we need to do from a marketing point of view in terms of tracking lead flow and tracking who's watching what videos and so forth so we can then create more content that people want to see if that makes sense. It does indeed. Okay. Thanks for being so candid about that. So Charlie, uh, we, you've had, you've got a lot of people interested in, uh, in you, in your business, your businesses, really. So how would people go about getting a hold of you, getting in your network, so to speak? I know you've got a fantastic free gift all teed up for people. So what is the gift, Charlie, and where would they go to get it? Uh, yes, this is something I made early in the year, which is pretty awesome. So it's a, fr- a free 59 Fitness Myths Guide. So as I alluded to earlier, this is a lot of BS that goes around in terms of nutrition, health, exercise, And this is like a one-stop shop guide in terms of actually clarifying all those points for you in terms of what actually works and what exactly you need to be doing. So that's super, super simple. Uh, And the the URL for that is literally just cjcoachingcommunity.com slash 59 fitness myths, which is a bit of a mouthful, but I'll send that over to, uh, over to you to share and obviously the show notes. Yeah. So, yeah. So uh, verbalize it one more time because we have an audio podcast only. So okay. I've got it here. So real slowly, uh, Charlie. Yes. Yeah, so it's uh, CJ coaching, which is my initial CJ coaching community.com forward slash 59 fitness myths. That's a plural myths. Uh, if not, if you want a copy of it, feel free to message me on Instagram, uh, Facebook, LinkedIn at Charlie Johnson fitness, and I can send you a copy. Beautiful. Beautiful. Thanks for the two pairs in. Uh, that was fantastic. So, um, Charlie, uh, I know we've been uh, spending a little bit of time together. You've been very candid. You've helped a lot of people with your business experience here. So what question were you thinking? Gee, I bet Bill asked me such and such. So what question did I not ask you, Charlie? And what's the answer to that question? That is a very good question. So what question did you not ask me? Uh, what's What have I had to change personally to become to achieve what I have done so far? And what's do I need to achieve to change personally to then achieve what I want to still achieve? If that makes sense. Yeah. So what's the answer to that? Uh, they're basically the same thing. So for, for me to achieve what I've had to achieve, what I've achieved so far is changing who I am. And that's changing my mindset, changing my environment. I've just moved to Dubai and put myself in more in a comfortable environment to grow. Um, and, and it continues to push to my boundaries because the big thing that stifles people is people get comfortable or they get 
it's like a big fish, small pond syndrome. And the reality is you don't want to be the smartest person in the room. Like you want to be around other people who are ahead of you to try and learn. So for me to now go and achieve the big goals of what I want to achieve, I have to focus like solely on self-development, learning, becoming a better leader and improving my mindset, my thought process in terms of dealing with problems and challenges to try and bulletproof that. And what's got me to where I am now is not going to get me to where I want to be. So the goal is to improve my mindset and then essentially then just try and hire people who are smarter than me in specific fields, if that makes sense. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Thank you, Charlie. You've been fantastic. Thank you. It's a pleasure. So everybody, in closing, let's focus on the single fact, and that is our businesses do not become extraordinary in a single moment. They get there as a result of the owner first learning and then applying a proven combination of having the right mindset of a dedication to a system of management. And number three, leveraging high performance teams. And that includes people that work directly for you and outside resources like Charlie Johnson, who's right here, available to talk to you and help you improve your life like he has nearly 100,000 other folks. So thanks for listening, Charlie. Once again, thanks for being here with us. Pleasure. Thank you. 